0: Welcome to another edition of the Inside Scoop. My name is Neil Crawford. I'm your host and also the founder of Anytime Soccer Training. If you're not familiar with the Inside Scoop, it's a podcast dedicated to helping parents learn about the soccer pathways that would be available if their child lived in another city around the world. And this show is brought to you by Anytime Soccer Training. Anytime Soccer Training is the only training application with well over 5,000 Training videos, every video is 100% follow along and the curriculum goes step by step. Coaches love it because they can create teams and see that the kids are doing it. Check out anytime-soccer.com to learn more about what we do. Definitely need your support. Now let's get on to the show. So this is another quick tip from me to you based on the ebook that I am working on called 12 Unconventional Strategies for Raising a Competitive. Soccer player. Again, these are not going to be particularly groundbreaking, especially um, when it comes to the to my target audience or the folks who find the podcast. But at any rate, I want to succinctly get these tips out there. Um, get it straight to the punchline with no context, uh, so that you can share them with your friends. Or you can validate that at least one other person is doing what you're doing, or we can have a conversation about what I'm saying as well. And so let's just jump right into the tip. So in this particular tip, and I wrote in the in the ebook, I wrote this ebook actually um, a few years ago. I just never really published it. Now I need to dust it off, and as I've grown as a human and grown as a soccer dad, just to make sure I have my ducks ducks in a row. So, anyways, rule number five that I wrote in the ebook, and this is literally verbatim play at least three times more than the average American kid. And I think at that time, I was looking at when I said the average American kid, I was taking, I was looking at club soccer all the way down to rec soccer and thinking about, on average, what does the average American kid do in terms of time spent on the ball? Because at the time I initially drafted this um, ebook, my sons would have been pretty young, and they were not. They would not. My younger one would not have been playing club soccer, and my older one would have just started. And having lived in London for a long time and starting to get my thoughts together, I kind of saw. That American kids just didn't spend enough time playing the game. And so I knew that part of my strategy was for my kids to spend at least three times more than the average kid. So the average kid, let's say for the purposes of this, was at practice. Back then, if the average kid was at practice two days a week and had a game, that would be three hours. And I knew that they needed to hover around the nine hours of soccer, soccer consumption. And I use soccer activities extremely loosely, right? Extremely loosely for the purposes of this. And let me just read some of the things that I've jotted down in my paragraph that will go into the book. I said at one point he was playing in two competitive for two competitive clubs. I'm talking about my older son a Hispanic team. So let's be clear. He was playing for two so-called competitive clubs. But to give you context, one of the so-called competitive clubs, they didn't play games, so they just trained because they were really tiny. And he joined that club while he was part of another club, and I couldn't really get out of it. So it may not fit nicely with what you're doing, but I wanted to give you that context. And a Hispanic club that I actually stumbled across and just discovered them um in the neighborhood kind of basically and i was like wow this is amazing i need to be a part of this i need to be involved i want to be a part of this and fast forward now i even coach uh kids that are part of that community so it goes back full circle but at the time i was looking at like wow this is amazing so he played in his two competitive clubs and his hispanic club and i think i liked about them as well in addition to the culture the family atmosphere was they were really flexible, right? So they had, they offered a lot. And if you could make it, you can make it. If not, you, can, you couldn't. And they were really dedicated. Um, He played on indoor teams, futsal teams, recreational teams. So when my young, older son, especially first started club soccer, I didn't want his entire soccer experience to be so serious. So I kept him in rec. Even though we didn't go to the practices, I kept him in rec until it was not it was just not fair to the other kids, not because he's some amazing kid, but he was all doing all his training. And I did not want him to be a distraction. And also, he was too young to understand don't score goals, get other team members involved. So it just wasn't worth it. But anyways, he even played rec. And I even coached his rec team to give him some instruction that I thought he wasn't going to be getting in his club. So he played everything. And then, in addition, he played free play in the neighborhood, played at school, And he trained with me individually. Now, this is definitely, I remember more with my older son because my younger son was, at that time, was too young to do all this stuff. So I had even more time just to devote to my older son. Um, And so, you know, he did a lot of soccer, right? And I rarely, at the time, shared uh, how much he was spending devoted to soccer. I rarely shared that with... um, People I consider to be normal, and I put it in in italics in the ebook "normal parents" because I thought that they might be a little bit judgmental. But I did look at how much time kids were playing around the world. I looked at things like gymnastics and swim, and how much time they were devoting to their individual sport. And I did have this inclination, right? So it, it was fuzzy. So it wasn't so succinct like it is now. But I did have this inclination that in order to be really good at this thing he's going to have to spend a lot of time doing it and that and then that will pay um, huge dividends in the uh, in the future so I did have this inclination of that but I didn't know exactly what that looked like and the next thing I did have an inclination of is I couldn't get to so sort of seven eight nine hours just training him I knew that would also be uh, overwhelming right And so that's why I did the Hispanic League, the Indoor League, the Futsal League, the free play. And then we had that period where we were part of two different clubs. So he was literally on the ball five days a week. I mean, well, actually six days a week doing something. And I did a lot of training in between that. And like I said in another tip, and I did individual work with him before, in many cases after practice. So I, I hit him with a water hose. And then as he got older, we slowly started tapering that off and focused more on quality when it came to those other organizations and less on quantity. But at the same time, uh, we, we did, we did sort of add more training than all the other team stuff. So fast forward to today, my older son is 13. So if you were to ask me how much time should your older son spend on the ball? Well, I like using the, hour for your age is a good good rule of thumb if i could wave a magic wand and i gotta do some research on this as well and you guys can give me your own you guys can give me your own opinion it's really hard but you really need to be around that 13 to 16 hour a week time frame and again that's that's used very loosely so that could be film study that could be going to the gym as well that could be um or watching games that could be playing around in the house that could be doing other physical activities that are not specifically soccer but just so i'm i'm kind of putting all of that i'm throwing a kitchen sink at that definition saying anything you're doing actively i throw into that um, amount of time and the reality is it's really 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 hard and it takes a huge time commitment and most people don't want to invest that type of time into youth soccer with their kids and i totally totally get it but that's that would be my my tip if you wanted to play at a if i had if if i had a cousin who had a six-year-old and they came to me and said neil I, for whatever reason i really want them to be um uh, really successful at competitive soccer what do you recommend well one of the things i recommend is playing Three times more than what you see the average American kid playing. I, I shouldn't say playing, sorry. Spending three times more than what the average American kid spends uh, doing soccer. I think that's a good way to start. And what that looks like is a lot of free play. You may be on multiple teams, try to find a Hispanic or other cultural team that you can kind of come and go and do your thing that looks like individual training uh, at home, getting some extra touches here that looks like watching the game. Playing the game in the living room, it looks like all of that stuff to really make it where soccer is just part of their life. And I'm trying to see if I'm missing anything. Um oh, I did make one admin- administrative point though. You in the ebook, you know, while time spent on your craft in any of these forms, formats is great. I do believe it needs to I do believe the engine of them getting the most out of it will be the individual technical training they do with you. So in other words, if you just put them on all these teams and expect just because they're on all these different teams and environments they're going to get the same results. I don't think they will as compared to someone who does the does the individual work because the person or the child who does the individual work is going to be able to be more um is gonna be able to be more involved, Uh, they're gonna get the ball more, they're gonna have more one-v-one opportunities, they're gonna be put in better and stronger positions, all that stuff. So I think while it's tempting to say, okay, I'm gonna sign them up for all this stuff, the core has to be what you do at home. And you can pay somebody to train your kids, but I don't think any of this is as effective if you don't add doing this stuff at home to the mix. All right, guys, that's my tip for today. This is Neil Crawford with Anytime Soccer Training. Let's get better together. So we only practice twice a week, an hour and a half long. I don't have the time to have them do all these foot skills during practice. I can't. I can't. Like, we we have too much to work on, too many passing drills, too many finishing drills, like too many things as a team to, to accomplish, then than for me to sit there and do foot skill drills with them for three hours a week. So like, I see so much value in this because I have to have them do it. So here's a cool example.